Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to make your Disney vacation as magical as it can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello, and with me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you this week? I'm doing okay, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm excited to uh, sit down and talk about Disney this week. Uh, this week's show, we're going to talk about a- an interesting topic, something that some people either are really excited about or, or really don't understand. I think it'd be fun to talk about. Today, we're going to talk about adults-only experiences or adults-only adults only trips to Walt Disney World. And I-, I think it's amazing. I love all of my Disney vacations, obviously, but they're all so different. I've done it as adults only. I've done it as a solo. It's becoming super popular as a bachelor party and bachelorette party destination, even when it's not all about drinking around the world in Epcot. There's just so much to do for adults. So we're going to talk a lot about what you can do, uh, a lot about what we have done. Um, So let's kind of just, I guess, jump right into it. Where would you like to start? Well, before we actually jump into it, I want to take a minute and acknowledge a really special Disney adult for us. And it's sad to share that this week, Jeff lost his mom, Grace Caviello, after a valiant battle with cancer. And we're going to dedicate this episode to her. And we ask any of you who've been touched by cancer to think about making a donation in Grace's name and think about all the great Disney loving fans out there. And We'll think about all the things that she's gone to the park and loved to do, and we're going to share some great adult things with you. And I have to say, as I laid out the rest of the episode, I don't know, Jeff, it's going to be hard to get through this in 20 minutes. So we're going to really <laughs> do an overview on lots of things, and then reach out to us, either email us, message us on Facebook, tell us which ones you want us to talk more about, and we'll bring it back in another episode really in detail on these experiences. Well, I will say it is appropriate if we do go over 20 minutes. My mom was not on time for anything in her life, so it would be totally appropriate (laughs) if we didn't uh, hit the time limit here, but we're going to give it our best. So I guess let's talk about, you talked about solo trips, bachelor, bachelorette destinations, that type of thing. You know, my wife and I, before we had kids, we we were Disney Vacation Club owners, and we went several times a year, and people kind of looked at us a little strange um, after we kept going multiple times a year. But it is a situation where if it's in your heart and it's something that you really enjoy doing, it doesn't have to be with kids, whether you have kids or whether you don't have kids. So I guess let's – do you want to jump into the festivals? Is that something that we want to tackle? So definitely things to look at. And it's funny that you talk about, you know, your passion for Disney, because obviously people listening to this have a passion for Disney. We have a passion for Disney. But all the things we're going to talk about today are not really about Disney. They're not, we're not going to cover the tours about Walt's life and all the true Disney stuff. We're going to cover all the things that people with everyday passions, animal lovers, train lovers, drinking experts want to hear. And so, yes, festivals are something we get asked about all the time. You know, should I plan my adults-only trip during a festival? And for the festivals, we have some different episodes and blog posts on all the Epcot ones. There's the Food and Wine Festival in the fall, the Flower and Garden Festival in the spring, Festival of the Arts in January, and their Festival of Holidays late November into December. That's 29 weeks of festival. So odds are pretty good, better than 50-50, that you're going to hit a festival. I would say the festivals have so much extra 
that they're definitely something to love, but everything we're going to cover today, you can find any time during the year. All right. So you said you didn't want to dedicate the whole thing to tours or anything like that, like like going and seeing Walt's desk and things like that. Like we know that we've talked about you can do at Disneyland. But let's talk about some of the tours that are available that, that you think are appropriate for an adults only trip. So these are all going to be in Walt Disney World that we're talking about today. And the newest tour that I took and loved is the Magic Kingdom foodie tour. It is three hours of, oh, my God, I can't believe they're feeding me more food. Um, we start in Tony's with breakfast and they walk us through the park. We end over at Jungle Cruise Navigation Company, Skipper's Canteen, say that restaurant name 10 times fast. <laughs> they actually brought a chef out to do a demo. We had the cheeseburger spring rolls. Then we got popcorn, part of a turkey leg, a tasting of Dole Whip. We got the gray stuff. We got the mermaid donut. Lots of food, lots of explanations about food in Disney. Where do they get their ideas from? Sanitation. And then we ended with something really neat that I'm looking forward to seeing the results of this year. We had to commit to putting our cameras away and we got to taste and score as well as give our opinion on some future food items that they were looking at that are festival specific. So a really neat tour for foodies. About how many people make up something like that as far as a tour group? Typically, they're going to be 20 or less. When there's a couple of the tours that are more Disney-centric, they will go above that 20, but they'll go to a second tour guide with you. And many of the tours use what they call the whisper units, the kind of earplugs, so that you're always hearing very well, even if you're not the person standing next to the guide. All right. That's that's important to know. Let's go to transportation. You have You have trains that you'd like to discuss here next. Again, we know Walt is a train lover. There's a lot of things in Disney around trains. But for those of you that are just into steam engines, behind the steam, a look into the locomotives that they run, how they maintain them, why they do it, and all the parts of it. So an early, early morning, but a great tour to be had. And again, Magic Kingdom? A Magic Kingdom. All right. Let's head over, I'm imagining, to the Animal Kingdom here. Uh, the For animal lovers, you know, up close with rhinos, gentle giants, sunrise, sunset, safari. I'll be honest. Up close with rhinos is the one tour that I haven't gotten to do yet because it is incredibly popular. I'm sure. Um, it is only one tour a day. Again, that small limit of 20 where Gentle Giants is all about elephant care, and it typically happens 8 to 12 times a day. So a tour like that is much easier to get into. And the Sunrise and Sunset Safaris are often pretty misconstrued before I talk to clients about them. They are not your typical, let's go on a safari like it was the regular attraction ride, but it's going to be the sunrise or the sunset time. It's a private safari when the park is not operating for regular guests. It is not the spiel that you would hear. There is no looking for Little Red. It's really detailed information about the animals. Sometimes you get a peek at the animal care areas backstage, and then you're doing a talk with the people that care for the animals, not your standard tour guides. Heading over to Epcot as we live with the land, the Behind the Seeds tour. If you've done that ride, the Living with the Land, you know that they grow a lot of their own produce there that is used in the Epcot restaurants. And behind the scenes, again, another tour 
that is offered multiple times a day, so an easier to, one to get into. And short of some freebies we're going to throw you later, their best price tour, so that you can actually walk through the attraction, which again, if you are more of that Disney person, a little bit of extra fun, geeky stuff, learning about how they grow things and what different types of technology they're using. And for people that are, you know, probably around my age uh, to a little bit older who have experienced Epcot for years, the living with the land is, is something that is very nostalgic and is still, it still holds up. So the behind the seat store is something that's definitely attractive to those people that have a 20 plus year relationship with the park. Um, staying in Epcot, you've got oceans, you've got Aquator, Dive Quest, Dolphins and Depth. I guess break those down for us. So those really are going to be age-specific, and in some cases, like Dive Quest, it does need a separate certification. A combination of things for animal lovers and ocean lovers, and a chance really, as you know, Disney is all about that educational component. So unique experience, but also understanding things a little bit more in depth. And if you do have a, a scuba diving certificate, that, that puts you right in the tank in the, the, the Living Seas with Nemo, correct? That is correct. So, you know, maybe you make sure your family has a reservation at Coral Reef so you can wave to them as they're dining and you go by. <laughs> all right. A uh, couple of freebies because it's not all about being at the parks. Talk to us about stuff that you uh, wanted to talk about at different resorts. Wilderness Lodge and Animal Kingdom Lodge, not only to me, are amazing resorts. They are calming and quiet and unique to me, but they both offer free tours. Um, check with their schedule. You don't have to be a guest at that resort. You don't even have to be an on-site guest for Disney. And they're going to take you through the history of the resort, the architecture, the design, how they made choices about what's in the lobby and where things came from. Wilderness Lodge, the big beams you see actually came from the Pacific West. They trucked them all the way across the country to have that wilderness look. You'll also get some great Disney trivia. One of my favorites from Wilderness Lodge, if you can picture that fireplace in their lobby mm -hmm. and how amazingly colorful it is, if you hold up a picture on your phone of the Grand Canyon, you will see that the colors in the fireplace match the color progression of the Grand Canyon. Of course they do. <laughs> Why wouldn't they? <laughs> and I think the interesting thing you have there is there it's free, right? It's it's a nice it's little free. way to learn about the magical things that they've chosen to to sprinkle in there uh all at no cost to you. So that's a nice little way to look at it. Uh let's let's segue over to and not the segue you would ride on, but let's segue over to the food experiences that you could have there as an adult. You mentioned a little bit about some stuff in the foodie tour. But there's so many things here that you can yeah, you can eat your way through as an adult on on a Disney trip. Believe me, I have. Let's talk about the first thing here that we have here. Something that we know you've done. We've mentioned it in a previous show. Sangria University. Since you are a degree holder, why don't you break I it down am. for us? I hold a sangria degree, and again, that's going to obviously be an adults-only option. It is held at Coronado Springs at the new Three Bridges Bar and Grill. And you learn the history of sangria and how to make sangria four afternoons a week. Minimal cost, way less than what it would cost for me to drink the amount of sangria that they had. Fun afternoon and a chance to be outdoors. Sometimes one of my things with Disney, if I'm going the right time of year, it's gorgeous weather down there. It's pretty crummy weather up here in the northeast where I am. And so to be inside for everything, not always a win, but Sangria University is outside, but undercover. So 
shaded and not an issue if it's raining. And for more information on that, you can head back to our Coronado Springs uh, episode that we we have recorded. Um, let's head over to the Animal Kingdom Lodge. You've got some stuff here at GECO. GECO has a Wine Wednesday class, and GECO actually houses the largest collection of African wines in the U.S. They have an amazing wine room. You can even book it for a private event. But they do this wine tasting all about the history of African wines and tasting, obviously, several different wines. Great break, mid-afternoon, very, again, inexpensive tour and unique cultural opportunity. Anything for free? We love free, right? It usually doesn't go with Disney's name. Um, every day, just before they open Boma, they give a free tour of the restaurant. There's a lot of great history in that restaurant, attention to detail, like we always talk about. Um, I learned in that tour, even though I had eaten there many times, I had never been seated at this table. There is a table that is the shape of the continent of Africa. And so that is their homage to the roots. They take you through the food line just before they open it so that you can get a peek of what it looks like. People are sometimes hesitant to eat African food. Um, you'll see it's pretty normal looking. They give you a little light bite or two, usually a zebra dome that they're well known for. Then they'll take you into Jico, tell you the storytelling behind the design of that restaurant, the sunrise, the birds, and give you a taste of their bread service. And again, all for free and no advanced sign up needed. All right, so we've gotten a couple things here that we've talked about that involve alcohol, but there are plenty of adults that'll come to Walt Disney World that are not interested in, as you said, the drink around the world experience or Sangria University. There are a couple of unique tea experiences that that are uh, at Walt Disney World. Talk to us a little bit about afternoon tea at the Garden View Tea Room. That's over at the Grand Floridian, and it is that typical high society late afternoon tea, you know, that old what a Royal Dalton China with the flowers on it, different tea tasting, little finger sandwiches, a fun afternoon. Um, it's very popular also for locals. Pretty much any time I've gone by when high tea is going on, you'll see a group of women, typically that red hat society, a group of four to six women with their big red hats. But again, some of the nice things about these things we're talking about today are also things that don't require park admission. So maybe you're getting there late afternoon and you don't want to do a park or you want to break from the park. These are great experiences to intersperse. Uh, what about at Rose and Crown? I never knew that existed somehow until it was there for about four months. It is a well-kept secret and an awesome experience. It's done before the World Showcase opens. So the front of Epcot is open. The World Showcase is not and obviously, in the UK, they are known for their tea, tasting several different kinds of tea, understanding the history of tea, how long each tea needs to steep, and paired with little finger sandwiches. So a great educational experience and a fun dining experience. And around what time is that typically? Nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so something you're, you're getting up to do. <laughs> you're getting up to do, yep. Uh, this one's gotten a little bit of traction uh, recently in, in my circles, the Highway in the Sky Dine-Around. I loved that experience. Super unique. I used to kind of create my own version of that when we do our team training. Um, it is kind of a monorail crawl for food and drink. 
So you start in the wave in the contemporary with a little drink. Everybody hops on the monorail, heads over to the Polynesian. They've got a chef waiting for you in a private tasting, along with a specialty drink. Hop back on the monorail. They take you over to the Grand Floridian. You actually get to eat in that Garden View tea room that we were just talking about. A phenomenal cheese board and little delicacies. And again, another specialty drink. Hop back on the monorail, back to the Contemporary. And dessert is out on the patio with great reserved fireworks viewing. Okay. So now we're tackling something that I haven't done that's it's admittedly on my bucket list. Let's talk first about Victoria and Albert's. Absolutely amazing experience. Victoria and Albert's is five-star dining, multi-course meal. It's unique also as a Disney restaurant. We know some of them have different rooms, different themes, and everybody's always like, you know, I want the West Wing and be our guest. And they say you have to ask at the podium. At Victoria and Albert's, you actually pick your dining room as part of your reservation. And that ties into your cost and your menu items. I still, it has to happen for me one day. <laughs> it's really where I'm at with it. So let's go back to brunch. Uh, we got a couple brunches at Narcosis and at the California Grill, respectively. Oh my God. Sunday morning has never been so worth waking up for. They are both over the top phenomenal experiences that you should definitely treat yourself to at least once. Okay, so let's head over to the springs. Uh, we got Amoretz Patisserie. Wouldn't you love to make your own Mickey cake? They do a cake decorating class, and this is really a high-end French pastry shop. You're going to learn how to make that traditional Mickey cake, but check with your agent or the website if you're booking on your own. Different days of the week have different characters. So there are Mickey and Minnie days. They throw in some other special days near the holidays. They do different designs and pick accordingly. Go home, obviously, with your culinary degree, a special apron, and a treat to take back to the room and eat. That sounds terrific. Uh, I do have some bad news, though. Uh Uh-oh. You were correct. There's no way we get this show done in 20 minutes. So here's what I'd oh, like. Oh, wait, Jeff. Yeah. I didn't talk about bars, entertainment, unique experiences, or recreation. Well, so here's what I'd like to do, and I, I, I'm asking your, your indulgence here. Let's turn this into – we haven't done this yet. Let's turn this into a two-part show. So this this part one can be tours, food experiences, uh, and, and, and we'll just kind of jump in with part two in a couple of weeks – uh, to talk about bars and entertainment, you know, unique experiences, some recreation stuff, and and, and take it home. Does that work for you? I think we're going to have to so that we can keep to our time. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for giving us a ton of information in 20 minutes for, for some adults that are interested in maybe planning a trip. You bet. Can't wait to finish up, and everyone will realize there's so much more to Disney than you ever thought for just an adult trip. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. Be sure to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories.